Good evening, everyone. Uh, this is Tristan, and this is I'm Actually Comics, and uh, I am joined today by Michael Nesmith. The ghost of Michael Nesmith is here Aww. with a funny little pompadour hat. I love this hat. My mom made it for me. It's delightful. You have a little pom-pom on it. Yeah, it's great. I like it. Um, hey. She said it's the best pom-pom she's ever made. I mean, it's a pretty flippin'... St- I mean, it is exact. It's, like, yeah. weirdly round. My mom makes Fibonacci art with knitting. If that tells you anything about her level of precision. Jeez. <laughs> she made Fibonacci socks. <laughs> oh, she must be one of those people who can knit code into uh, into she sweaters. Could. She could. She doesn't she can't like code it herself, but like if someone gave her the pattern, she could do it. Wow, that's cool. She also made this thing. It's like this hat that's all one. It's like literally like a fractal, mm-hmm. but it's a hat. That's weird. Yeah. I don't understand any of that. I don't either. Um, but I saw it with my own eyes, so I know it exists. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? So this week, uh, all sorts of weird things. Uh, the weirdest of things is that I'm seeing my comic advertised everywhere, and it is not available, uh, which is too bad. But uh, we got a really nice review from somebody nice. <laughs> who was like, well, we haven't seen the comic, but from the cover, it tells us this. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Um Anyway, but uh, this week we do have a bunch of cool things. Uh, it is a kind of slow week. It's kind of kind of a nothing week, but uh, there's some good books though. There's a nice pile of quality stuff. So let's get into it. Let's start with Amazing Spider-Man number eighty-nine. This is the second book of the Goblin Queen storyline. It's cool. I actually really like it. That's cool. They're still being antagonistic to Peter and. Uh, trying to get him to be all the Spider-Man that he can be, and he's still failing to do so. Yeah. Um, we've got Angel, number two. Did not read. Me either. I bet it's fine. I've never seen the show, so I figure reading the comic probably doesn't make a lot of sense. Probably not. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll watch all the shows. Uh, Aquaman, The Becoming, number six. Huh. No one's reading it. No one may be reading it. It's actually, I flipped through it. All right, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't shit on it. The art was decent. I like, can. The story was whatever it was. If you're following Aquaman, yeah. it's, it's a good story for you. It's weird because I really do like this new Aquaman. I like this team. I think they're very cool. Uh, I'm just not paying attention to this one, oh, unfortunately. The one thing I did like about the art was it reminded me of like the classic like Peter David run art yeah. in a lot of yes, ways. Yes, like, I, had, I had agree. Feel to it, and I thought that was a cool kind of throwback. That's the kind of artist I would like to see on Aquaman. That was a good run. Yeah, harken back to the days of yore. <laughs> I love them days. <laughs> uh, so, Batman: The Night Number Two. I'm guessing you read this. You know. I didn't, but I flipped through it. The reason I didn't read it is because I still haven't read number one. Aha. Uh, but once I've caught up with number one and number two, I guarantee I will I will actually like this comic. It's just a Bruce Wayne, you know, finding his sea legs kind of yeah. story, you know. But it's Chip Zdarsky, so I it's mean, good in the arts there's got to be a reason for it to exist. As I trust Chip Zdarsky to have a comic that needs to exist. Yeah, it's and definitely like a, you know, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying that this concept just in general doesn't need to exist right now. And so there's probably a reason why Zadarsky did this, and it's not just, you know, run-of-the-mill shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The answer is they paid him money. 
That's why he did it. They pay, They gave him a big old check and said, you can write Batman. And he went, okay. We'll give you this thing that will get collected into a trade, and it's an origin of Batman, so people <laughs> will always want to read it. Yep. And you'll you'll get a little, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Maybe he only gets paid once. Who knows? <laughs> I have no insider knowledge of payment. He will definitely get paid for the trades. Um, Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Comics Digest 301. Yep. <laughs> Deep Beyond number 12. This series is finally wrapping up. Uh, I did not read much of this series, but every time I I dove into it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh, we have fun. Anyway, um, I actually kind of liked it. It's kind of like a better version of The Abyss. Where I was like, it's kind of that thing. I it's like, like a, abyss. it's like more of an aliensy version of the abyss. Like it's like the abyss, only a little more dangerous. I like the abyss. <laughs> I, I, I like a good abyss. I like that abyss. Uh, you skipped Crash Pad. You got to get that abyss. Well, I don't know what the fuck it is. I read. I I do know what it is. Sure, it's, it's Gary Panter. It's not on our website. Oh, uh, but yeah, well, but please you have it on the shelf. I do. Uh, it's it's a Gary Panther book, which came out as a deluxe hardcover, which had all kinds of crazy psychedelic art. And then there's <laughs> this black and white version that also doesn't have any of the cool psychedelic art, but does have all of the same content of the hardcover in a comic book form. And it's basically, if you know who Gary Panther is, uh, it's, uh, you know, you're, you'll be interested in it. But it's he just like kind of is talking about like being a hippie and like how it what it means now and like his reflections on the the what happened to the hippie movement and stuff it's you know it's interesting yeah it's kind of in it but it's also like a very underground comics like psychedelic if you're like a zap comics fan or even like what gary panter's like jimbo um if you like those kind of things it's it's that kind of a thing word so sort of like detective comics 1053 is what you're saying sort of except for gary panter also i should say is the nicest comic creator i've ever met in my life really yeah he was so cool oh nice yeah i've probably told that story on this podcast he seems nice he's very nice he's very nice i like him um like that his comic book is on the shelf nice talking about him (laughs) (laughs) he won a great he won a what uh emmy uh whatever what do you get for tv stuff an Emmy, yeah, yeah, for, for Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, that's right, yeah, he, he did. All the, that's right, all of the, I the forgot about that. And sets, amazing. Yeah, and he also drew the first Red Hot Chili Peppers album cover. I also really love that. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I will. I will unashamedly say that the first three Chili Peppers records I love. I do too. Still, in fact, I think I love the first four. That would be including Mother's Milk. I don't enjoy mother's milk as much now but i actually do think there are still really good songs on uh blood sugar sex magic that one i don't go that far i do i think there's good songs (laughs) on it but i don't think the entire album is good um the first three albums by them are great yep before they started taking themselves seriously (laughs) yeah uh devil's reign superior four number two is out how, how is this two of three i have no idea after reading this story i have no idea where is it, i feel like it's i not think even it's a story i think it's, it's two like, of two i think this is the end okay i mean this had a definitive ending yeah i don't know i don't get it i, I think I honestly, it's a two-part issue that they're just miscategorizing as a as a three as a person who's been actively enjoying stories about multiverses for yes almost 50 years i am 
definitely getting sick of the multiverse right well, now. I'm getting sick of the same treatment of the multiverse. Uh, it's just like, it's just, it's not it's, a story to just have no. four different versions, 14 different versions of Dr. No. Octopus soliloquizing. And then it's the going to be time. the same thing. It's going to, of all the characters in the world to do this to, yeah. Dr. Octopus is the absolute worst. Yeah. I feel like that's why they did this. They were like, who would be the absolute worst person to do this to? Let's do that. And then when we were <laughs> least the Gweniverse books it'll look so much better in comparison <laughs> you know that i could i could get behind that i that liked I, logic to that all of that said i did like that first issue but cool. um but the second one was a little off the rails and and it does definitively end and i don't know why there needs to be a third issue after this one but whatever yeah well, we'll um, find out when the third <clears throat> issue comes out I guess so. Maybe. How about the Flash seven seventy nine? You know, I I like the Flash series right now. I think it's really good right now. Uh, I don't like his. I just like his kids running around. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> but this one's fine. It's just the Flash, and and he's in Gem World, and it's part of this storyline that's been going on. Um, for several issues and I've enjoyed it I think it's good it's nice that Wally's back being the Flash and nice that's cool cool uh, we got uh, an interesting one I actually was into this idea this is G.I. Joe Real American Hero Saturday Morning Adventure number one I forgot to look at this this is the kind of thing that could have saved IDW who are kind of floundering right now and potentially you know Inside baseball, probably, but I think that they're they might be on their way out. Oh no! Um, but either way, this is the kind of thing that they need to be doing, where it's like bringing back classic versions of these characters that they have the rights to. It's like, why aren't you? It genuinely looks like the cartoon it does. too. And that, like, what do you want out of GI Joe? I want it to look like the freaking cartoon. So you, you want it to look like those memes, <laughs> right? Exactly. You want it to look like oh, pork man. chop sandwiches. It does. It literally. There's almost a pork chop sandwiches in this. <laughs> I mean, having some trouble mainframe <laughs> pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> if only there was pork chop sandwiches in this, I think it would really. I think that's the other thing that they're. But it's literally missing. got a knowing is half the battle at the end. That's cool. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, I think this is. I think this is a really good move and i think that people who would not normally read a gi joe comic would probably be into this if they were into the cartoon this maybe escaped your um website jesus christ chad what's going on <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's me that's on me oh i lied that's totally on me i skipped it did it because it looked like superior ff um fantastic four number 40 yeah I dug it. I like this uh, thing, and I love that their fill-in artist is Rachel Stott. I don't know if you know Rachel Stott. I don't Stott, know Rachel she's Stott. She's great, and I love the art in this. Uh, it's cool. It does look cool. I, honestly, I wish the Fantastic Four looked like this more often. It's cool. It's almost... It's like almost got like a Stoko quality to it, but mm. not as... Not right, right, right. as, not like, as insane. Not as or insane, but... Um, but I just really do. Uh, I, I dig this storyline. It's this cool. is this is the reckoning war storyline. It's funny because this is the type of story that always saves the Fantastic Four for me. Mm. Um, it's in general, uh, I like to see Reed Richards in the background. I like to see Sue Richards in the background. 
I like Johnny Storm in the background. Like, those are three characters that I can kind of live without. I like Johnny Storm and Spider-Man, and that's about the only interactions that I really care about with that character. Um, but I love Valeria. Like, I love, you know, Franklin. I like... I like all the weirdos. I like it when they have moloids. I like it when, you know, when Herbie is part of the story. I like the, I like the fact that the main Fantastic Four characters are so solid and they're so well established that they are boring, but it also gives you a, a groundwork, like it gives you a layer to build a story on where you don't have to include them as a huge part of the story. You can have kind of more far out weird shit go on. And I think that that's kind of what they're doing here. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure I I 100% agree. I mean, I agree with you that those things are good and that that is a fan, but I, this is very much front and center, like the Fantastic Four, like Reed Richards is, has right. gotten uh, all of the knowledge of the Watchers and he's like freaking out. Yeah. And uh, there's this kind of, you know, galactic threat that's not so galactic that it's like, you know it's it still feels down to earth which is why i do like it like you know um there's a lot of stuff going on with the watchers and uh the only complaint i have about this is that i saw i read the first she hulk new she hulk series (laughs) the number one and she's like what What? there's nothing going on well it clearly there's another issue of she hulk because like if you read that there was a cliffhanger at the end and then the cliffhanger has clearly already resolved itself yes. with, with this. So, like, that was a little bit that of a sucks. bummer. I, I hate that. Like, okay, whatever. That is a that is a classic Marvel move. Yeah. To, like, release the books in the wrong order and, like, resolve a cliffhanger at the wrong time. Yeah. That used to happen constantly. Their editorial is really not setting the world on fire. Did you see? No. Uh, you're on Twitter, right? No, I've I've burned my Twitter to the ground. Oh, again? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was on Twitter this week, and there was a thing with uh, Greg Smallwood where he did a story, an Electra story, um, for some black, white, and yeah, yeah, red yeah. Electra or whatever, and they um, they didn't like how he portrayed the the portrayal of the Asian characters that were in his story, which there was nothing wrong with it or whatever, but they corrected it, and he was like, "Please don't." I'll fix it. Like his, he was like, his kid was about to get born and he was like, I I don't really have time to do this, but like, as opposed to letting you Photoshop my art, like, I don't want you touching my art. Uh, I'll fix it. And he did. And they just like ignored him and put out the book. Uh, I actually wouldn't be surprised if the book got pulped because it's not cool. Like what they did is like really horrifying. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. If you go on Twitter and and go to Greg Smallwood, you can find the thread, but it's like, absolutely horrific what they did to him and it's like the editor was just like well my the servers went down and i didn't get your emails i'm like fuck you dude sure sure you didn't you fucked up and you just don't want to own it sounds about right um hey who is this character on green lantern 11 on the b cover Mm, i I don't know this character looks like a small child of some sort but not the one that I'm used to. Oh. I'm not reading this series, it so... It's the one that you're thinking of. It's just a different drawing. Of oh, okay. So it's just a different representation. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to argue with people doing 
more creative versions of characters. Well, I think they I'm just decided it. to start drawing her like she's not a no. three-year-old or so, whatever it was. <laughs> right. Before. She looked like she looked like a three-year-old. She looked like Hit Girl. Yeah, and she weird. also kind of looked like uh, the Great Gazoo or like one of those <laughs> magical characters with the big heads. DC has a lot of history with those types of characters. Um, this week, I got in every single one of the Hilda softcover yeah. uh, novelizations. So <laughs> these are all the novel tie-ins. So they're illustrated novels, kids' novels. They're great. They're all really wonderful, just like all of the Hilda graphic novels are. So we have all six of those. Plus, we have the uh, the hardcover Hilda's Book of Beasts and Spirits, Hilda's Sparrow Scout Badge trade paperback as well, which is just the weird like guide to her her little Girl Scout troop. Pretty awesome. Cool. Love it. We got Homesick Pilots number 12. Nice. Uh, and The Hulk number 4. Yeah. Continues to be weird. <laughs> it sure is weird. This is I'm, one where I'm liking like, how weird it is, but... Yeah. This is the one where it's, like, too multiversy, but, like, I'm kind of okay with it for some reason. Yeah. Like, and I don't really know why, because it's, it's, it's a I little do. bad shit. I just, I really like the art. <laughs> I mean, I know why it's, why it's okay. It's because it's not, I mean, what they're doing with the other multiverses is they're just being, like, what, it's almost like a thousand what if X character was X other character. And that's all they do. Yeah. Where Spider-Verse was, like, look at all these insane versions of Spider-Man. Instead, a lot of these multiverse things are like, well, no, what if Spider-Man was the Hulk? You know, and it's yeah. like, no, 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 no. You have to create all sorts of new things. I mean, there was the Spider-Man Captain Britain and things like that. But in general, they Spider were all UK. original crazy characters. It was a little girl with her, her father's spirit inside a spider inside a giant mech. It was like all sorts of cool things. But, that was a good one. But in this, you're like... You know, in the Fantastic Four, it was, look, it's the Hulk, but well, he's also Dr. Octopus. Yeah, because it's not like a he's whole Dr. story Hulk-tipus. about the Hulk if he was Dr. Octopus. It's just like, here's a panel with <clears throat> Dr. Octopus and he's a Hulk. Right. Here's a panel with Dr. Octopus yeah. and he's Dr. Doom. As opposed to like, hey, Gerard Way, write this cool story about the right. Spider-Mac. Or yeah, yeah. like, hey whoever wrote it, right? This one about the world where everybody's punk rock and fighting exactly. the man. You God, know? That was so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and this Hulk one is the same thing. It's just sort of a world that's run by Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. He has anti-Hulk technology. There have been a bunch of Hulks that have come through this reality because there's a Bruce Banner who's kind of bringing them in. And this version of the Hulk, for some reason, has been through enough trials and tribulations that he is a particularly virulent Hulk and is a little more uh, able to survive this world and then we have an insane ending Uh uh, which again is not just look what if this thing was this other existing thing it's what if this thing was something completely different yeah yeah and that's fun it's two two classic Marvel characters two classic Marvel concepts mashed together yes exacto mundo fun way uh (laughs) <laughs> and investigators they're alligators they're alligators and they invest true <laughs> in the stock market <laughs> yes investment gators uh this is iron fist number 1 mm. this is the first of the new iron fist 
mm. who I do not understand what his deal is because I think I have not been paying attention to the Agents of Atlas series from a while back. Mm, I don't. Apparently, according to the exposition at the beginning of the story, uh, Danny Rand has retired as Iron Fist in order to save the universe. Yeah, which, I don't know. I don't know if that happened in that Larry Hama series, which maybe I didn't I read the last I must not have seen the, the last I think part. I remember I him know. retiring as Iron Fist at the end of that. Um, and um, either yeah. way, at some point he did, apparently, and now the uh, Shu Lao, the Fist Dragon, is now in a new host. Yes. And it's... Uh, or not. Know. He doesn't have the heart of the dragon. Right. He has some glowing thing. He has it's some like sort some of... Object. There are know. some sort of weird little things that are stuck inside him, and they're causing a disruption of his chi, but he is clearly the new Iron Fist. He's wearing the outfit. It's a pretty dope outfit. Uh, one thing I will absolutely say for this, the redesign of his costume is aces. I love it. I really enjoy the mask. I like the way that it goes. You know, I, I never really loved the Ninja Turtles version, the, like, over-the-head, like... I mean... Ugh. I mean, yeah, I like the, the well, I mean, exactly. I mean, the <laughs> the modern Ninja Turtles, the, the shitty, like, last few years versions of the movie Turtles, where it goes over their head, oh. like they're embarrassed that they're bald. <laughs> you know, something weird like hey, that. I can relate. Hey, I'm about to be able to relate within the next few years. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, really? I'm enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> it's getting there. nothing. You got nothing to worry about there. Uh, Joe Hill, rain number two of five. Yep, it's still raining nails. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Uh, It's raining nails. Yeah, it's cool. Um, It's not my thing, but it's cool. Yeah. Joker War Saga trade paperback. Meh, he was okay. Sure. It's got a little too much fluff in it for me to to purchase as a trade paperback. I liked a lot of it, but there's a few things in here that are just filler. Uh, Junjei Ito, Suji, oh god, fuck me. Um, Junjei Ito, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> su- oh god, fuck me. So su- Suichi Chibi acrylic figure. There are two different figures. There's the Tomi and the so fuck. Never gonna be able to get that right. I'm just gonna check them out on the website. Exactly. Look at the fucking website. They're weird little acrylic statues. They're they're just basically two dimensional figures. But it's like it's something cool because you can't get. Junji Ito stuff as much as it's insane that there's not just merchandising everywhere. Although I did just see somebody with a really sweet uh, spiral sweatshirt on. Oh, cool. Who came in. I was very excited about that. Justice League 72. Yep. Yep. They're going to kill the Justice League, and this is where it starts. Sure are. King Conan, number three. King. Kill King Conan, and this is where it starts. King Spawn, number seven. <laughs> they're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna. Actually, they have been killing off spawns. Yeah. In the other Isn't series. Is Spawn already dead? Isn't that like kind of the deal? That's kind of the deal. He so start dead. He started off dead. And bring him to life. They're gonna and here's get, where it starts. He's gonna be deader than ever. Uh, Maniac of New York, Bronx is burning. Number three. Very cool series, and I super 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 love the B cover to this. And a feeling. The the hack cover that is a an homage to Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2, quite possibly <laughs> one of the greatest B movies of all time. Um, absolutely love it. Um, 
great. It's cool. Anyway, uh, Marvel Voices Legacy number one is out. It was pretty good. I didn't check it out. There's some good stories in it. There kind of always are. Like so far, these have been pretty good. There's always it's it's always kind of a mixed bag of just like fifty fifty. Sometimes like there's Natasha stuff like Bustos, eh. and she did Moon Girl. Oh, cool. And there's a story from her, mm-hmm. and there's some other stuff. Like uh, it's cool, you know. I liked it. I wish that that Brian Stelfreeze freeze cover was uh, was available. Is that like a the one where they're in the barbershop? No, Is that I don't like know. A super limited one or something. Not um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. That's a cool cover anyway. But there's like four different covers and lots of them are cool. I think one of them is by Natasha Bustos, in fact. Hmm, that is true. That's that's actually a really nice one. Yeah. Um, we got a trade for Sweet Paprika by Mirka Andolfo. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt graphic novel volume 17. And I think we have a good chunk of the rest of those on the website as well. Hey, I'm going to shout out Hellboy Bones of Giants number four because it's awesome. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't know how I missed that. It was right there. Sorry, there's a fucking bag on the floor that was making a lot of noise every time my foot touched it. And I finally had to kick it out of the way. Um, Yeah, the thing I like about Bones of Giants is that it's drawn by Matt Smith, who is one of my... uh, He's the same... He's the artist for that uh, Folklord series and has done some Hellboy stuff. But has that kind of like oh, style folklords. that really, um, yeah. Every time I bring it up, you're always like, "Oh, I love that book. <laughs> that book was so good. <laughs> it was really good. I hope they bring it back. Me uh, too." But uh, this was the adaption of the novel Bones of Giants, so it's set in that classic fun. Oh, yeah. my favorite Hellboy era, and it has really good art. And when it comes out in a trade, I would highly recommend getting it if you like Hellboy. Oki Berm Doki. I don't know why I just made the sound berm. (laughs) (laughs) It was just the sound that came out of me. Uh, Sometimes it's just inspiration. It's not a reference to anything cool or anything fun. (laughs) Moon Knight, Volume 1, The Midnight Mission Trade Paperback. That is the, I believe, one through six of the current Moon Knight series. I absolutely adore this series. I don't... Again, I have heard people complain about it, so uh, I don't know that I am... I think it's about 50-50. I think I've heard people who, th- who think it's brilliant and people who think it sucks. Hmm. So I am, I'm on the brilliant side. I mean, maybe not brilliant. It's just really good. It's just fun. Hmm. Um, and uh, that's it. I, I, like a good, I like a good Moon Knight story, and this is a good Moon Knight story. Nice. Um, but what I like even more than a good Moon Knight story is this Nightwing story. Oh, it's good. And I don't normally like a good Nightwing story. <laughs> I mean, There's been a lot of good Nightwing stories lately, but this one in particular is actually very good. Yeah. I like I, the last issue a lot, too. The last like issue was goddamn brilliant. But, I mean, I'm also just such a big fan of this new Superman series. Yeah, and this is cool because it's literally like a it's the same writer, obviously Tom Big Taylor. Old crossover. It's a crossover between the two books and it's it's perfect. It actually totally works. The heart of it, like how they established the connection between yeah. the two when really none had previously existed, uh, within just a couple pages was very, very, very good, as I would expect from Tom Taylor. It's great. Yeah. That dude stupid talented yeah he's he's fantastic actually i really like bruno redondo too and yeah. also if oh, yeah. you enjoyed the tom taylor bruno redondo run on suicide squad <clears throat> even more reason to read this issue of nightwing because the first time a couple characters from that have appeared since are in this comic sweet i won't tell you which ones you gotta read yourself 
<laughs> no spoilers. Uh, Nubia and the Amazons, number five of six. I have to say, I am not reading Nubia and the Amazons, but I think that this Wonder Woman crossover is going to be fun. That's coming up. I think the so, War too. The War of the Amazons. Yeah. I think it sounds cool and fun, and I want to check it out, and whatever. Yep, I agree. Uh, we next have 100 Columns for Razor Cake by Ben Snakepit. If you are a fan of Razor Cake Magazine, as of course you are, if you like the punk rock, uh, it is a magazine by some of our friends, and it's really great. And uh, his comics are fun and silly and sceny and very, very ultra-specific. So uh, if you like those things, you're going to love it. If you like the bands that are in Razor Cake, you'll love that. Speaking of which, God damn it. There's a show in New York with the Spits and and uh, Nightbirds. Fuck. Bug, gog, bug. I'm so angry. I want to go to that show so bad. Mm. Anyway, uh, Power Rangers number sixteen. Yep. Yep. Uh, we got Primordial. Wrapping it up. Last issue. And it gets real, real, real Frank Quietly in this, like visually. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought it was cool. It was actually good. It wrapped it up. It's a done done in one. And it advertised some new, uh, at the end of it, there's some new horror line that's coming out from it. Oh, them. really? Oh, I didn't pretty, notice like that. It's like a connected, interconnected series of series. Oh, no shit. Looks pretty interesting by the same creative team. But yeah, Primordial. I like Primordial. It was cool. Cool. If you're a fan of Laika the Space Dog or Abel and Baker, the uh, Space Chimps then this is like, what happens next? <laughs> Gives them a happy ending. Yes. Sort of. Maybe. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a book by Greg Pak, which uh, I'm actually kind of... I think I might check this out, even though this is very clearly Art, yeah. an, an all-ages book. It is definitely all-ages, for Man, sure. Man, uh, if, uh, if you have a kid that is into this sort of thing, The Princess Who Saved Her Friends hardcover original graphic novel by greg pack man it's the, cool looking the art's fantastic in it i flipped through it real real quick <clears throat> looks great i mean it's definitely for kids but uh you know it looks cool god damn it i wish i knew and which one no of these people says, did what there's the co-writer it's like greg pack and someone and yeah. the person the and someone is someone who wrote a song and apparently the book is just a song illustrated oh interesting but i don't know anything about the person or the song or any of it but hmm. um someone does and they made a really good graphic little yeah little mini graphic novel for kids about it cool i don't know and on the other end of the spectrum entirely we are brought to the complete prison pit. That's <laughs> uh, for kids. <laughs> you know, for kids. Totally for kids. Uh, if you like Johnny Ryan and his horrific, insano comics, prison pit is for you. This is the closest thing he gets to a narrative comic. Uh, and it's really Johnny Ryan-y. Yep. Everyone shits out their own skeleton in every panel. <laughs> it is just nonstop horror and shit and blood and yeah it's uh it's it, it doesn't have any uh like the only un johnny ryan thing about it is it isn't a parody of something that exists it's actually right. its own grody, grody <laughs> oh, gross yeah. story. <laughs> you mean you mean in his instagram feed where it's just like news story of the day drawn in horrific detail i was thinking of the comic 
the comic <clears throat> Holocaust book where it's just oh, like yeah, yeah. Popeye like yeah. shitting, you know, <laughs> just like <laughs> little Lulu oh, barfing. Yeah, boy, Whatever. he really has. He's got a he's got a thing, and he sticks to it. He's got he's got a thing. And we have number four of five of regarding the matter of Oswald's body. Hmm. This is that conspiracy comic. Yeah. About Oswald's body. Yeah. About the good conspiracies that <sighs> yeah. we used to love back I in know. the day. I was just, I was just uh, noticing somebody on our street as I was walking to work today had a sticker that said birds don't exist. And I was like... Oh, oh, but that's a good sticker. I mean, right, exactly. I was like, that's one of those delightful conspiracies that's like funny and it's a joke and it's yeah, enjoyable I mean, it's to like, literally all mocking of that is Q fun. It's like the whole deal right. of birds don't exist. But it's really fun yeah. as opposed to, you know, the horrific ruin the world kind of conspiracies. I love, you know, my thing that I'm doing now in my, uh, this is how I, how I troll the world. Uh, when people say it's a conspiracy theory, I, almost always will say what's the conspiracy and there never is one and so they don't know how to respond because there's no actual conspiracy it's just horseshit that someone decided to call a conspiracy theory. right like, yeah yeah there's no with jfk there's a conspiracy right. that's why it's called that's why it's a conspiracy theory, theory because there's a like, bunch of people conspiring no, to do something there's pizza restaurants and what's the there's no conspiracy there that's just a horseshit story about yeah. a fucking pizza it's dumb <laughs> fuck off i mean once it gets to the the level of uh fuck what's that stuff called adrenochrome then yeah. there's the conspiracy yeah, when uh, they're like, oh, yeah, the, the, there's a pizza even, restaurant where they scare the children and they siphon off adrenochrome from there. Well, and, but it's not even that. It's just a store you made up. Right. It's, it's not just a, a it's not a right. It's a crazy person. Blah, blah, blah. It's not like there's no thing that like someone said or did something that was suspicious. It's just like, you know, it's like the oh, you yeah. know micro bots in the vaccines or whatever there's no conspiracy you just made up a sci-fi story about something <laughs> dumb and now you're saying it's real like fuck yourself yep anyway sorry no it's I'll fine shut up now. it's fair sorry uh, to all our fans that are into q yeah don't exactly <laughs> don't mean to offend q <laughs> actually i do i do 100 percent. uh righteous thirst for vengeance number five looks cool yeah Slow I, build on this one, maybe. I have. I've been flipping through it, like waiting for that righteous thirst to <laughs> rear its head. It I've been like waiting for the vengeance. Build. I've been seeing yeah, the yeah. righteous thirst. It's just the yeah. vengeance I'm missing. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, Robins number four. I actually really like Robins. It's pretty cool. Uh, I think this series is good, and I think Tim Seeley rules. And I don't care. Like it's it's dumb. It's like how do you come up with a story that gets all of the Robins to like do something together? Yeah. He does it. It's good. It's fun. The art's fun. It's like, actually the art's better in the newer issues than it was in the beginning, even though it's the same artist. He's like getting better. And I like this like weird British proto Robin that's like the villain of it. Yeah. It's like it's almost like it looks so much like that Robin King character in a way yes. that I'm kinda like, did they just do it that way where they were like, Okay, we don't want to use this Robin King anymore, but we wanna a cool goth Robin that can like run around and be doing stuff. And they're <laughs> Why like, can't he just like, be goth Robin? Yeah. I mean, they could keep this character around and do stuff with it. Like it's cool. Yeah. You know, totally. I mean, Sean Murphy is doing a new Robin. Why can't there be 5 million Robins? That, that Robin is seven years no, old. I know, but he's got a, he, he showed the design for the, the right, right. design for the, yeah. which, you know, 
I do like the original design better where he's a kid, but whatever. Yeah, there was a crazy story behind yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he his new post is Did he like did he mention what deal. he did? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when this went down, he literally had done this character and he was like, I'm going to make the first black Robin. And DC's like editorial was like, "No, you're not." And he was like, "Oh, I'm not. Okay, no, 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 no. We're totally not." And then he was like, "We're gonna do it." And basically, they kind of snuck around and turned it into a Robin. And then they had to go retroactively go through and like DC was like, "Uh, yeah, no, we totally meant that, and it's okay." And like, it was a crazy little thing. Yeah, but it yeah. almost got him in like serious trouble. I think basically Scott Snyder bailed him out. Scott Snyder liked the th- the idea yeah. and created Duke yeah. from the just like the germ of that him yeah. having drawn it. In a, in <laughs> it was thing. very it was very like it was cool. Yeah, it was a funny little moment. Um, Sword by Al Ewing, Volume Two, Trade Paperback. I love this series, and I don't know why. And I hate space stuff, but man, it's really good. Hmm. Um, I like Al Ewing. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Number 114. Guess what? Guy in a mask. They found him. Yep. Oh, they found Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Final oh. issue of the series. Oh, that's Scooby-Doo so sad. Scooby-Doo has been found. <laughs> so sad. Uh, Silver Coin, number nine. This one was good. Vita, Vita Ayala wrote this one. Um, I really, really... Who's Vita uh, Ayala? I don't just know. Just a writer. Who... Okay. A cool writer. Um, but there's a different writer every... Do so I know I... this person from anything? Probably Marvel stuff. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've seen the name around. It's no one I really follow or okay. anything, but like, um, but I just thought it was worth mentioning because this Silver Coin series has a different writer every time. It's always drawn by Michael Walsh, but it always nice. has a different writer. And this one is, um, like, there's a lot of arson in this one. <laughs> nice. But it's cool. And that B cover for this one is fantastic. It really is fantastic. Michael Walsh did both of them. But. Uh, Rifkin. Ah. Uh, we also have a a step into reading book for little kids called Snacks and Scares. It is a Scooby Doo step into reading book, and it's really cool. It's just like it's five different reading levels, so you can start and helps them get a little further along each time. There it is, Scooby Doo helping with literacy. Come on, give nice. it up. Uh, Suicide Squad King Shark number six of six. <laughs> Speaking of Tim Seeley, man, the final panel of this is so awesome. I'm sorry. It's so great. Yeah. Like, it, the series was fun. I love yeah. the, like, just goofball yeah. fantasy ending. It's really cool. I also really love the B cover. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, and he drew it. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a double a double. Triple threat. Double, a double threat. Double threat? Is he a triple threat? I think he's probably just a double he's threat. Definitely. He can, and, he can unless he too. can letter. Write, pencil, ink. Perfect. Got it. Triple, Triple threat. <laughs> um, and we've got Super... Uh, no, sorry. Supergirl, not Superwoman. Uh, Supergirl, Super who is Woman of, of tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, that's where I That's where I started tripping up. Supergirl Woman of Super, Tomorrow. Supergirl. That was, I think that was exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. And I was like, okay, nope, that cannot be right. Uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, yeah. number eight. Uh, with the with the gorgeous art by Bill Quis Evely, this series Man. was one of uh, like one of the you know how Tom I always say Tom King is like hit or miss. This was mm-hmm. hit. I liked yeah, it. One hundred percent hit. Um, and and uh, Bill Quis, my good, fantastic artist. Good God, fantastic. Uh, there, 
I can't imagine what you could put. That's the problem with her is that I can't think of where she belongs. Oh man, definitely fantasy. Like definitely you think, fantasy. You think like, so? I mean, if she was doing DC, like I'd say, like something like Amethyst or like, um, or just let her do something cool and original. Put her on like a right. Knights of the Round Table or something. Yeah, yeah. Like just something badass. You it's know? interesting. I was like, I was thinking maybe like an Electra book would be nice mm-hmm. from her. That was sort of a. Like, I would be into that. After reading that Sugar and Spike series that she did, <laughs> I realized that she could literally draw anything, and it oh, would be awesome. obviously she can draw anything, but it's just she has such a specific style. I just, I love it's, it so much. It's such a it's such a throwback British storybook style yeah. that it's it it's almost feels too. like it should be on something that's kind of a, kind of, like, she's kind of like a a weird permutation of a Jill Thompson type. Sure. She's got her own version of that where Jill Thompson also had that classic storybook illustrator kind of feel. Yeah. She's kind of built that up too, like the ornateness of this super woman girl, uh, is not like the, the one I mentioned that sugar and spike is very much straightforward, like comic art, you know, just really good, you know, but, um, but not as like, fancy as yeah. uh, as this one is Lana's detailed Ugh. but very just, very cool just phenomenal yeah definitely something with like alien worlds like fantasy yeah. like this like the one thing that's been really cool about or one of the nice things about this series was that it took supergirl and put her in this alien environment and it's yeah. very like almost like you know viking looking like right. in this this world is very like Ugh. old earth kind of wonderful yeah Freaking wonderful. Um, we got some Texas Chainsaw Massacre playing cards. If you need playing cards that have all of the characters from Texas Chainsaw Massacre on them, and why not try doesn't. our Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre playing cards? Yeah. Um, we have Thor number 22. This is the next chapter in the God of Hammers series. Uh yeah, and I Part think four. I finally figured out why. Remember a couple of issues ago, it was like it immediately was gone, and we were like, why is everyone freaking mm-hmm. out? Because it's like just this, but it wasn't just this. I kind of figured out what it was about this storyline. There is a oh. new character, sort of, even though it's an old con. Yeah, I don't want to give it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, I yeah. know what you mean. Anyway. And now that now that I've read this, after reading the one where it was just like clearly yeah, Mangog. Or yeah, it was just Mangog. It was not Mangog. It is definitely a new character. Um, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's basically an old new character. Anyway, um, I think it's fun. It's yeah. cheesy as hell. This this series has been like getting cheesier every issue. <laughs> yeah, I for me the only thing that's I'm starting to wear thin is like didn't they. Oh, wait. No, I actually can't say. Because no. there's a thing that happens that I feel like they just had happened. Yep, I agree. Very I, recently. I definitely feel like, like it's... Where's the gravity of this? Like, you're acting like it's a big deal, but it's like, it's clearly you not. You just did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for, the, like, the <clears throat> third time, it's like, you know... No, I yeah. agree. Well, I mean, it's also... Eh, it's, a, it's a long story, but it's also part of that particular character's historical arc yes, as well. Indeed. So it's um, true. For sure. Time Before Time, number 10, is out. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 126, which has these amazing punk rock frogs in it. I <laughs> am in love with these super punk rock frogs. Uh, give me more of them. 
We got Until My Knuckles Bleed, number one from Behemoth. All right. All right. Did you read it? I did. Okay. I liked Nightwing. I thought Until My Knuckles Bleed was, like, my favorite book of the week. I really liked it. This is uh, this is a very special book. I like it. Um, it's not my thing. It's certainly not, like, a book that I would... Uh, oh, it's something that I would buy knowing how good it was, but the, the style of book is something I wouldn't normally be this into. Is, this is a book made by someone who's very talented, Victor Santos, which is like literally like what do you love? You love Sin City <laughs> yes. and extreme yeah. image comics from yeah. the early nineties. And it's like it's literally those I didn't two even think about that. Combined. One hundred percent. I how did I not notice that at first <laughs> blush? That is crazy. I mean for I mean, page I, one, I certainly like, I knew that I was like, oh, this is just kind of Sin City, but I never put together yeah. the the nineties comics thing, and you are absolutely right. Oh well the yeah, the first panel of it is literally a splash page of like what looks like young blood, but drawn in like a sort yeah. of like Sin City style. All the flashback stuff is black and white. But then all of the modern stuff mm-hmm. is color, and it's it's definitely not an all ages book. But you know, whatever. It's not like it's over the top. There's like no, you it's know, fun. Some nipples in it or whatever. <laughs> but like, yeah, um, it's. I mean, it's Sin City. It's like it's the level that Sin City. Yeah. Would be. The but the the it's basically like what if Marv was like blood pack or whatever right like, you yeah, know, yeah like some image generic like like bad giant rock. gun guy and then like <laughs> now they're all old and like they have like health problems and he's like working as a bouncer at a strip club and like uh i don't know it's it's it do, it doesn't sound totally compelling that way but like the story is good <laughs> and it's got a lot of heart it's really it's mostly about the art well but the thing about that that i would differentiate it is and what would different a lot of these art books are like when you like it's like it's cool to look at but like the story is just garbage this actually has like i mean it's obviously like chapter one of a story it's not like a i more mean that it's it's anchored in the artwork and the story is is very dependent upon the artwork like if the if the art didn't work the story makes no sense that is correct Uh, Um, but it is a love letter to literally like the two like those two 90s things like it's very 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 90s it's great it's cool and yeah and the art is awesome yep totally into it yep high recommendations for until until my my knuckles knuckles bleed. bleed very good um oh god more Japanese words I can't say. <laughs> I'm going to need to take a Japanese course if I'm going to keep selling manga. Um, you, you know what? I'm just going to call it Lum because that's what I know it by. There it's Yuritsu uh, but it's it's Lum, whatever. Uh, Usagi Yojimbo number 26 is out. Nice. Vampiris Carmilla is out. Nice. Number 8. And uh, Venom number 5 is the introduction of a new team. It's very interesting. Um, you know how in this last Venom series, they went so far that you were like, well, that's as far as you could possibly go. Then they went as this, this series is now going five times farther. Let's say fascinating. Um, it is, I do not know how they're going to paint themselves out of this corner. They're painting themselves in. I liked this issue and I like this idea, but like, I felt like they were painted into a corner when they gave 
Eddie Brock omniscience. Right. I was like, that is too far. And then they were like, by the way, that's not far enough. And this issue, it goes completely further. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I like it. But again, it is, they are escalating things to a point of possible no return as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm at this stage, I am 100% just going to follow your lead on this because I find the comic to be absolutely unreadable. Really? I cannot follow it. it oh, is wow. Like, I don't know. This I issue don't get this it. issue is definitely like, further Venom is down like a that road. Guy that like punches people and like bites people and like <sighs> does stuff that Venom does. This is like cosmic gods and like it's yeah. just not i don't know this get it. this like, is I definitely i mean there's a very i mean especially in this where there's the the most interesting thing that has been done with venom uh the donny cates edition i don't know if this is a hundred percent him or if it's been hinted at by other people but it's the codex concept which i i like which i really Kate do i fine. like that idea fine and so we now we have this idea that every host is stored in the codex, the codex, not the cotex. Yes, that is a tampon. Um, <laughs> the codex of the hive mind of the symbiotes. So when Eddie Brock was killed recently, spoiler, sorry, uh, he was killed again recently. But then he's back because he is part of this symbiote. Because he can be reimagined through just the goo that exists in this hive mind. And we, in King and Black, a bunch of different Venom hosts were brought back. You know, we had Flash Flash Thompson coming back, all of that stuff. And it's super cool. I, I love this idea. And then we had that Venom the End story where essentially the symbiote was the only thing left at the end of the universe and it had absorbed its entire purpose was to absorb the codex information of every single being in existence and then fought uh entropy no uh what's the biggest was it eternity sure i think that was it i think whatever the biggest marvel yeah. character is i, I think, think it's eternity, eternity is basically he was the he was although entropy was a big one as well yeah although for some reason that character i think there were like the Iceman miniseries from the 80s which was really weird that, that is series weird. was like needlessly trippy <laughs> <laughs> it's like that is a Ice weird Man, choice he freezes shit why yeah. is he blinking out of existence makes no sense that is a lot to no, put on the shoulders I, I, of an I, I ice ice guy i i do appreciate the donny cates thing because it explored the symbiote idea and concept yeah. which had not really been done and you know obviously it's an alien race and obviously like there was this you know like this untapped potential there which i thought was cool but i just don't i do not get it and i it's like rom v i like rom v like i yeah i like brian hitch fine yeah. i don't like there's i just like i try to read it and i'm just like what is fucking going on <laughs> no i've i basically have a fairly strong hold on what's going on i just don't know it doesn't. It feels like they are on unstable soil where they're walking. It does not. It feels like they may be going too far. But that yeah. said, I'll follow it. I feel like Marvel is like the editors at Marvel are just like, yeah, do whatever. Proofreading. What's that? Like, you know. <laughs> oh, sure. You know. Like, there's no. 
I think they're just there's I, no spine to things anymore. There's not, and I don't mean like toughness. I mean no, just no, like no. I know no, what you mean. Like guy, you know, say what you want about someone like Jim Shooter or whatever. Right. At least you had somebody who was like reading the comics. No, like, now it's it's definitely a scattergun. Yeah, I feel um, like it. Marvel is definitely going. Well, let's. You basically like they shoot the scatter gun at the wall and they see wherever the pattern is the biggest and it's like oh that seems to have worked really well over here so let's go over here and try yeah. to get through that area and I I get it like uh, it's the more ideas you put out there the more big ideas that aren't anchored to a continuity where all this shit is going on I feel like that was the thing that fell apart so many times with Marvel was when they'd have a brilliant series. And then they'd be like, yeah, but now it has to also be a Secret Wars tie-in. And then they'd just lose all of the... All of... I get I get that you need a crossovers and all that stuff. Like, I, I, you know, whatever. But, like, they... For all of the... Like, they're doing what DC did without learning the lesson that right. DC also... I don't know if I they learned DC at all. DC hasn't really learned just, that lesson either. Like, you know, you just, like, when you get this cosmic level of like it's just like yeah. it all just falls apart yes. it's not like and marvel is doing it but they're doing it like 12 times with like mm-hmm. each different character and it's just like well it it's you know it's secret war it's venom it's whatever but it's just like you don't you don't like just do stories where I mean I don't know whatever it's like if I were an editor my thing would be like where's the heart of this story right. like what and also if you're like just farming well, IP mean, don't you want to make movies that like I mean I don't know I don't know make them cheaper uh, but no yeah, right? I mean I the the heart of the story is like this particular issue unfortunately doesn't have the heart of the story this the heart of the story is back on earth with Brock's kid Brock's kid and the cat are like the that's the heart of this story. That's what anybody cares about that's reading this. Uh, just for some reason, they needed to get a bunch of plot shit out of the way with the space stuff yeah. in this particular issue. And so it took a lot of it took place on the other planet and kind of explained who the characters are that are there, what the fuck's going on there. I'm. I'm interested. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to sticking with it. I'm going to just listen to you (laughs) because I am done trying to figure it out. And here's my next thing. Uh, walking dead. God damn it. Again with the Del Mundo cover, (laughs) son of a bitch. This is a great cover. I forgot to look at it like this. I would 100% if this was a, a piece of fine art would hang it on my wall and it would freak people out. I'm going to go look at it. Um, it is so good. We have a trade paperback of Warhammer 40K, Sisters of Battle. That's a thing that's out. And another one of my favorite books, uh, What's the Furthest Place from Here? Number four is out. What a great book. You're going to love it. I promise that by the time the next issue of the series comes out, I will have read all the issues <laughs> and I will be able to talk about it because it looks so cool. But when I open it and I'm like, oh, chapter 25 and i'm like oh i haven't read past number one i need to read you know because each each issue has like three little mini chapters of the story did you read wonder woman 784 you know i did it was it's fine it's like that thing where it's like no i mean it is fine it's 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 hey it's 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 well written it's um i like the arts good but it's everything in wonder woman and everything is setting up this whole crossover that's about to start so it's like just kind of getting you to point B. Yep. Um, 
Yeah. And and it is. It's it's not bad. Like Wonder Woman has been like I would compare it to like the level that Flash is right mm-hmm. now, where it's like it's that good. You know, yeah. it's like if you're if you're into superhero comics, it's 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 decent. X Lives of Wolverine number three is out. That's another one I couldn't understand. No, I mean it's again it is tying back pretty heavily to to plot stuff from the the most recent X Men stuff, but yeah. it's just in general it it is a it is a very convoluted complex comic. Uh, I like it. But uh, I read uh, Executioner's Song this week, and oh, I borrowed a bunch of classic so X Men from my friend Mike. And uh, you know that shit's good. It's so good. I don't know what this shit is. <laughs> I love that. That shit's good. Like, and it's like I always thought that stuff was bad. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, okay, this is great. That's yeah, fun. Like, who? Oh, Cable. He shot Professor X. Why do you do that? What well, Professor X yep. just wanted to bring humanity and mutant kind together. Like, isn't that what <laughs> Professor X is about? No. Apparently, he's a fucking weird blind asshole who fucking murders his. <laughs> kids over and over again and brings them back to life because that's normal it I is pretty normal get it man like i'm sorry like i'm 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 past the point having read x-men comics that i actually genuinely think are awesome even more do not understand <laughs> where they're going with this. oh X-Men well show. you know what i do like more than anything what's that this week's x-men Oof. x-men number eight it is like a full-length hostess cream pie whatever fucking fruit pies ad weird it is i do like cyclops as captain krakoa i, I do think like that, that too. is a pretty funny like idea yeah. and interesting and the costume like is too. silly and at least it's he like looks like an axolotl which is really weird it's a nice choice to make him look like the cutest little uh little newt creature on the planet um, but in this one, we literally have uh, Modok taking over a cruise ship, making everyone crazy, and uh, and the X Men are brought in to take care of him. And it ends with them eating at a buffet. And it might as the weird obsession it, with one hundred percent might as well have had him just going, "Oh, I can't resist the creamy sponge cake." <laughs> Was delicious it's filling. So, so amazing. I. Yeah. I loved this issue, and it was basically a hostess fruit pie ad. Yeah, I really it it is baffling. That's to me. somebody right there who just bought it based on the hostess fruit pie recommendation. Is was it really? Wait, no one's. This isn't live. <laughs> Try to fool me. Um. Yeah, I don't. I I I I am officially in the. I just I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't have to get it as long as people like it. I don't want to yuck your yum, but man. I just like why can't they just I mean there's been times when the classic era of X-Men was bad. I also read the first X-Force trade which like woof that is some bad god comic. that is bad. But then like immediately after all those image guys leave it gets great. Yeah. Like it gets really good. Yeah. Executioner. I thought it was like the dumbest thing when it was coming out. I was like, "Well, I wouldn't read that shit. It's great." It's great. And that's what you're going to say fatal, about this. Fatal Attractions. Great. Like You're later going to come back to this and you're going to be like, why didn't I like this at the time? You think so? I think so. You do. I think once this is all wrapped up and once it's actually revealed what's going on, I think you're going to mm-hmm. like it. I liked the first I'm really two into chapters it. of it very much. I, with the, the powers of X and the world yep. of X or whatever those two things were, I liked those. And everything since is like, nope. <laughs> Just don't get it. Ah. Uh. If you're saying that about Marauders, I have no idea what to tell you. That series ruled. Um, I liked the idea of the series. I just thought the comics themselves were not good. Hmm, it's but, fair. You know, 
agree to disagree. We can do that. It's Um, point counterpoint. (laughs) Point counterpoint. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Buy stuff at CoastCityComics.com and uh, follow us at Coast City Comics. And we'll be back next week. Thank you all. Good night. Bye.